And we're back with another episode of Boomer Means. Once again, want to start off the show by thanking everybody who's uh, clicked play on their uh, preferred, uh, 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 what's the term, uh, platform of choice, and uh, has joined us again for, once again, another episode of Boomer Memes. I tell you, um, I wanted this to be a silly, fun show, <laughs> and like the, the past three in a row, counting this one, um, a little heavy, a little heavy. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm hoping that next week is calm and I can goof off a bit more and have more fun. But uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're going right back into, into frown town again on this one. Um, before I get started, uh, I want to do some some plugs. Uh, I, I did add uh, some new links to the link tree. I added my Venmo and my cash app. So if you want to send me money and support that me that way, um, you can do that. I don't want to do like a subscription thing yet, like a Patreon. I'm not not really trying to do that because I, I just want you to like, if you enjoy the show and you want to leave me a tip, please, you know, by all means, all, what that money is going to go towards is, um, you know, Tanner started uh, live streaming uh, pretty much every day now, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and so I I I got to get in on that action. So and I've got this room in my place that's like I could. It's my painting studio, but I, what I want to do is set up a camera and maybe live stream like I'll paint minis and then talk shit like I always do. And I think that'd be fun. I think people would, would, would enjoy that. A lot of people have, have told me they want to watch. They'd like to see videos of the process. And I thought that that'd be, you know, a fun way to do it. Um, but I'm a long way away because I need to buy camera equipment and all that stuff. So all of those tips and stuff that you send through that, that's the goal that it's going to go towards. I'm going to put it in a jar and keep it in a, and bury it in my backyard. And uh, then once I've got enough, I'm going to get a, a, you know, pretty decent camera. Um, yeah. So go check out my link tree. You can find it uh, in, on any of my socials uh, in, on um, Instagram at scenic city slaughter. That's my personal, or uh, I should just really say the, the, the show, uh, go follow boomer memes pod on Instagram. And uh, that will have, um, it'll keep you up to date with all the goings on of the show. And in the bio, there is a link, which will take you to my link tree, which will take you to all my wonderful links. You can send me money. You can go check out my old bands. You can buy stuff from those old bands and send me money. You can do all kinds of stuff through that place. That is the cool place where all the kids are hanging out. Go to Boomer Memes Pod on Instagram, or you can also email me and I'll send you the link at boomermemespod at gmail.com. I do want uh, feedback. I'm not getting a lot of feedback. I don't know if that's just because nobody's listening yet, uh, but uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I'm running out of topic ideas. I think we're about due for like an AMA style. And I want to, I want to read some, some viewer uh, listener mail and answer some questions, uh, especially after this one. I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to chew me out, but we'll get into that later. Um, before we get uh, super controversial, um, I just want to let you know that support for boomer memes is brought to you by manscape. That's right. That's a big deal. Uh, I mean, I, I, I sounded like I was being silly. But I, I do mean that it's awesome. I got a bunch of free stuff. It's great. <laughs> um, but, uh, Manscaped who is, uh, the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BREWCHAT at manscaped.com. That is right. The code is BREWCHAT, not Boomer Memes, because this is a shared sort of promotion under the BREWCHAT 
Network. So you want to remember that when you go there, it is the code is BrewChat. Um, if you're if you're on the fence, I just want you to imagine shaving with a sleek, well designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance, uh, the craftsmanship, the details on the 4.0 are next level. Man, it does. It sounds like I'm just saying this. I'm not reading it right. You know. <laughs> um, it does. It, I mean, I, I know that was copy, but like it does. It feels great. It feels like a well-made thing. It's it, he- it is nice. It's yeah. got heft to it. It's 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 a really good piece of equipment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like, you know, the it, it's nice because and I like the fact they give you a guide so you can see like the you're like here's how to shave on like here's this razor going over a round ball mm-hmm. and here's the right and wrong way to run it. So now I feel like more informed. Because I didn't know that I used to use like. The way it used to work is I'd buy a trimmer for my face, and then when it got a little too junky for my face, it became my ball one. And that's really a horrible way to treat your balls. Um, you, your balls are, they need their own trimmer. And that's, that's, I mean, I think that's, any person with any sense of hygiene understands this. You don't want to use, go back and forth, and you don't want to use your old rusty trimmer. And you don't want to just use any trimmer you buy, like the cheapest one that Walmart has that's meant for a face. These are meant for your balls. You should get these for that. Um, Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Uh, Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. Uh, This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the uh, 4,000K LED spotlight. Wow, that's a lot, of, a lot of spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Um, the Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. Uh, did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery lengths last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. It's time to get your own ball, hair, and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Uh, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BrewChat at manscaped.com. That's manscaped, uh, like past tense, I guess, with the ED, not manscaped. It's manscaped.com. Uh, Your balls will thank you. Uh, that's right. Uh, just to review it, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BrewChat at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BrewChat. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I think that was my first time reading a full ad copy. Um, it, it, you know, nice. Yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm suited for it. I'll get better over time. The point is, is that 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 stuff is valid. The stuff is awesome. Uh, I'm not I'm not just shilling. They, yeah, it's good product. I, I'm I'm thrilled to be uh, a part of the Manscaped family. I guess I, is, I really like that ball toner. Yes, that shit. I had no idea what i talked about this on uh brew chat when we were like kind of reviewing it and whatnot i had no idea what like yeah it's ball deodorant i get that but i didn't know what that meant and so i tried it it's basically a a really good smell like a manly smelling lotion 
that you just put on your balls. But no joke, it's a ball deodorant. Like, it keeps your balls super high and dry all day. It felt amazing. Yeah, super smooth. Like, I feel like when I walk, because I've got fairly decent-sized testicles, I would say, and when I walk, you know, being a, a heavier guy, I'd run into the problem where, which, you know, wherever they were situated, some skin would stick to skin and be a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now with this stuff, I can just walk and it feels like a, there's always just mm-hmm. a breeze flowing through my shorts. It's nice. Yeah, it was very nice. It's but, got kind of a cooling sensation. That's what this episode should be about. We should just talk about our balls and our grooming products. Dude, yeah, just ball props. For an hour. And that'll, like, get, that, that'll get us out of a lot of trouble. Dude, no joke. <laughs> that could be a for real episode because like, yeah, I've got big balls too. And it's an issue. Like, I like to wear tighter underwear so it keeps them kind of bunched up, like a sports bra situation. Yeah, I do. I do boxer briefs. And usually. Uh, yeah, boxer briefs that are kind of tight, tighter in the growing area, but have room in the front. And uh, which Manscaped, their boxer briefs were great. And uh, it just, if you get the wrong fabric, it's sweaty in there, and it just, I don't know. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on balls, but anyway. Speaking of balls. We got some balls to talk about the shit we're going to talk about. I want to start off the show with a bit of a content warning because um, I just, I just, you know, it, I, I think it's important that I, I express myself uh, very specifically and I, and I, and I put my intent out before I said, because here's the thing. This is the episode that, Hey, look, it's a, it's a straight guy and it's, it's you know, producers, another straight guy. Uh, we're both white um, and we're, you know, I'm a comedian and we're doing a podcast. I mean, that's the episode that you knew you knew was coming at some point. It, it, there was no way to avoid it. Um, and, and so I, we're, we're going to talk about the Chappelle special. But before we get into all that, I, I want to give a huge disclaimer on the front end. I want to make my position known before I say anything else. And that is that I believe trans rights are human rights. Um, I believe everyone deserves to be comfortable in their body. I believe that... that um, a person's choices and their the way whether it's choices or not what, what, what per, the way a person lives their life is honestly none of my fucking business uh the, the reasons why are none of my business um you know there, there, there's a lot of debates that go on for what some of them are, are flattering or more flattering than others or, or i should say less flattering than others and the reasons why uh these things happen and regardless of what the answer is it's none of my fucking business that person has uh agency they can do with their life as they see fit and i'm not their keeper and uh they deserve a happy life the same as anyone um and you know the way i I put it is if if i'm a uh if i'm hiring for a job and the most qualified person for this job happens to be a trans person that trans person is getting the job um and I, i believe the world should change to where all people you know feel that way i i hope it would um if i'm god forbid a landlord and it's my job to find a tenant for my property and the first qualified tenant that comes to the door is a trans person i they should get to rent my property i i I have no problem with that i don't see why i think that you know finding out about that stuff and finding out about like you know how hard it is for them to get jobs and, and just get places to live and get themselves in a good position to, to live their lives in a, in a healthy and happy way. Uh, it's heartbreaking. And I, and I, 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 I would like to be, you know, some degree of a force for positive change in that if it's ever up to me, I will. Um, I don't feel like I have a lot of 
personal power. I don't have privilege, but I don't have any like actual power where I can physically change someone's life right now. But if I ever, if I ever am in that situation, that's where I stand and that's how I feel about it. And I think that, you know, um, everybody deserves the best shot they can get. And that's, that's really where I'm at, uh, wholeheartedly. Um, you know, obviously, obviously it should be obvious that I don't, support violence of any kind for for any reason in fact um you know i I mentioned i am a comedian um and we're going to be talking about comedy and we're going to be talking about some of the you know edgier aspects of it um and you know i talk about a lot of edgy things in my set i'm not a happy fun positive comic i don't have i my comedy is not making the world better i have no um no (laughs) delusions of that i don't think that that's the case at all um, but if I, if you're at a comedy show and you're a trans person and I'm there, cause one of my shows, especially like, uh, but regardless of if it's my show or not, if I'm there and you feel unsafe, you absolutely can come hang around me. And if anyone says shit to you, I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll step up. I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll put myself on the line right now and say, and say that. So that it's, you know, and this isn't me, you know, I'm not trying to be performative. I'm just saying like, I, that shit doesn't fly at my shows. I don't want fucking people being singled out and and picked on or harassed or, or or actually hurt because of who they are. You know, again, that's no one else's business. It, 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 it shouldn't matter. You know, if they're at my show, it means they can hang and that's they're they're in the club. And, and, and you, and if you don't like that, you can fuck off. I guess that's my, my point that I'm trying to get across on the front end before we go into this. Cause we're, we are a couple straight white guys. Um, and the Chappelle special was very charged with a lot of rhetoric towards uh, trans individuals lot of rhetoric um regarding the african-american community um, a lot of things that we're not super qualified to talk about but i don't think that invalidates our opinion and i think this and and this is this is the thing i, I you know with i do the other show with you uh in chaos we trust andrew's on that show we've been having a pretty spirited debate in our in our private chat about our feelings regarding this and let's just say he he does not share uh my views on this and he's entitled to i don't i'm not mad at him for that i don't i don't dislike him uh you know i'm not gonna hit him i don't I, again i'm I'm against violence i, well, I, I might uh well <laughs> no i'm joking i'm joking you know i uh but i did you know a part of me thought like should i see if he wants to come on and we should debate this uh but then i also thought like you know him being also a, a straight white guy is probably not the best per- i probably could get somebody better but then i was also like i don't want this show to be a debate show this show is for me to spout my rhetoric and get at least get all my thoughts out and organized without interruption mm-hmm. um and so if 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 you think like this is something you don't want to listen to don't click on it stop it turn it off again i'm a straight white guy unqualified to talk about things i'm about to spend the next hour talking about and um you know we're drinking um the odds are that I'm going to slip up and make a few mistakes, say some insensitive things. That's why it's important. Like I said, I put that disclaimer on the front end because that's where my heart is. My sober heart, my drunk heart's super transphobic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my, uh, I, I'm just saying I'm a human. I make mistakes. I'm, I'm always learning. I'm trying to always learn. I always want to grow and get better. Um, but I do also have, um, a few, um what's the term principles like principles is a word um it's it's more like i'm I'm thinking of a religious thing like um i can't think of the word right now we'll go with principles i have principles i have things that i stand by and that i think 
should be upheld and protected. And um, one of those things is the art form of comedy. Um, as I mentioned, I'm not going to go into a lot of what Chappelle said specifically. If you care about it, you can go watch it. If you don't, don't. Um, my point, my whole point of contention with the whole thing is that the setting is absolutely a comedy show. It is a jokey, jokey place. Um, I think he tell, told a whole well-rounded story, and a lot of that included parts of him being less than glamorous, but I think the point in the end was generally a good message. I mean, well, sort of. I mean, the, the whole, like, stop punching down on black people thing. Yeah, spoilers, by the way. There's going to be spoilers uh, for this special, so if you haven't watched it and you care, stop this and go watch it. But um, Why, can I just make a a point? Is that if you're going to gripe about this special, which you're going to get to that in a minute, is, hey, well, first of all, if you're going to gripe about anything, I don't care what it is. It could be the new Avengers movie. I don't give a shit. Go watch it. If you're going to fuss about it and hate on it, at least do the diligence and go watch it. And it's like, for example, I found in this situation, it's like, hey, uh, do you know who Daphne Dorman is? Oh, you don't? Then, yeah, you need to go watch the special and quit griping. Is, is kind of my take on it. Take on it. But, yeah. Yeah, and that's... That was, I mean, that that was a, it was a good story. And it, it, to me, yeah. it, it showed where his heart really is. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't come out of, I've, I've watched, like I said, I've watched all of his, his newer specials. I've watched most of his specials in general. I don't think there's any I've missed. Um, but since he did the Netflix deal and he's kind of been on this, what I'd call a trans kick mm-hmm. where he just is a topic he brings up a lot. Um, I, you know, it hasn't been the best. I haven't enjoyed all of it. Um, but. I never walked away from that thinking, well, Dave Chappelle has a problem with trans people. Same, yeah. I think he grew up in a different time. Like I when I grew up it wasn't normalized. When I grew up things were very binary. You know, I found out what gay people were at a young age, but even that still well, it was like okay, but it still fits within the binary. Like this is a man who likes a man or a woman who likes a woman, but you're still working within that binary. Um and so it, it, it does, it feels weird to me to, to think about it. Like I, I don't, and I'm, I'm going to come out and say this. I'm trying to remember what I, we talked about before the show and what, what I've already said in my disclaimer, but uh, I'm a straight white guy. I don't understand the trans experience. I don't understand what it's like to feel that way. I don't, I, it doesn't, it doesn't seem possible in my brain for that to be a, a thought that someone has. Um, that doesn't mean that that those people aren't valid. It's they have different brains than I do. If I had that kind of brain, I'd probably be a trans person. That's why I'm not a trans. You know, so to me, it's 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 easy enough to to at least make it make sense in that. And also, like, who am I to ha- be the guy who has to understand everything? Why does everybody's life have to make sense to me? Why am I? Why is that my responsibility? You know. So I, I think that you know, if a person is going through that it's it's their business and 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 they're they're the ones most equipped to make those sort of decisions i kind of went on a tear but um i'm trying to get back into what i'm saying about yeah i didn't mean to derail you i was just trying to make the comment that which i think you're getting to later is that 
my problem with, or one of my problems with this whole situation is people griping about something that they've not actually experienced. Yeah. It's like me having never eaten at McDonald's and talking trash on a McDouble or a quarter pounder. Like, well, no, go fucking try it. It's delicious. I would devour one of those right now, by the way. But, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, if you watch it and you get halfway through it and it upsets you to the point of turning it off, okay, that's your experience talk about that but at least you gave it a shot rather than these people that are taking some comedy statement out of context out of the special putting it in print where it reads very differently because anybody can apply any context they want to a printed sentence and uh they've not even watched the thing they're not even a dave Chappelle fan they don't even know what sort of guy he is they've never watched any show any special of his show of his or anything that's my problem with it is just people experience the thing for yourself it's fine if you don't like it but just experience it for yourself i'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit on that point because i think that if you have heard that something is very hateful towards your particular group i don't think you have an obligation to go put yourself through that Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna immediately hold someone else accountable for making that choice i do think that you probably shouldn't be outspokenly against it because you don't know but the thing is is if 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 you know for a fact that's what it is like if someone said hey you have to you can't hate a trump rally until you go to one i'd be like fuck off yeah that's a valid point i guess it's uh i don't know that's a very good point i guess the line here for me would be if it's an art form first of all there's that if it's an art form where a Trump rally, I mean, well, is not is an art form. And then also make sure you're getting whatever it is in the context in which it is meant to be displayed. Well, that's that's an important point. But yeah. I, I think with the to go along with the Trump uh, rally analogy, I would say also I'm not I have no interest in fucking going to a Trump rally. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to post big things about what goes on at one because mm-hmm. I've never fucking been. I've seen clips on TV. I can talk about what I've seen in the clips. Uh, and maybe those are taken out of context. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure. I mean, the news does that kind of shit all the time. They, it's mm-hmm. called spin. They'll show a clip of, of an event and then tell you the story that they want uh, you to think about how it happened. Look at how, you know, the way Fox News and CNN will report on this differently on the same story. They're both spinning it to, to fit the narrative that they want. So I think that that's. I think that, you know, I'm not going to tell trans people or anyone that they have, they have to watch this special to have an opinion on what they think it says. But I just, what I, what I want to get across is that not people like it for a reason and not everyone who likes it is because they don't, they hate trans people. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with how I felt about it. There were parts that made me laugh. Some of the in, more inappropriate jokes made me laugh. Was it the his best special he's ever done? No. Was it uh, was it the greatest of all time? No, absolutely not. Was it uh, I don't know. Was it anything more than just a kind of okay special? Not really. That's really my my take on it. It was overall okay. He made a few points I did like um, about some societal things that I, that I've observed, but I generally think that like, you know, a lot of his, his jokes were kind of, I mean, he's a fucking boomer. He's a fucking old guy who that's, you know, 
he's not accustomed to it. And, and the older you get, the more person gets set in their fucking ways. What do you think is going to happen at a day at a Dave Chappelle show? I mean, and part of me thinks that that it's deliberate too on his end. Part of me thinks he's like, I'm going to talk about him again because that's going to get me get this in the news, and more people are going to watch it to see what the fuss is about, and that's going to get the numbers up. Uh, that could that could definitely be part of the calculation. I'm not I'm not saying that that's not what happened. Um, I just think that when it comes to something like comedy, you have to understand what it is and that it's, it's, you know, it's a joke. He's just joking. I, like I said, I've watched all these specials. I'm not convinced that Dave Chappelle like hates trans people. I think he probably hates the specific individuals who tried to, uh, you know, ruin his career. I think he definitely hates them. And a lot of them probably are trans. And so he's probably, making these jokes specifically because he knows it's going to get under their skin. I don't think that's mature, but that's prob that probably some of that's going on in, in, in the psychology of why should I keep talking about this? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, it just brings me around to kind of the, 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 the bigger, you know, cancel culture discussion, because I think there's a lot of people throw that term around and it gets used a lot. And it's, it's, it, some people say it doesn't exist. Some people say that that's just the, the free market, you know, fair. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue against that necessarily. Um, and some people say that it doesn't exist because it's, you know, you can't, people don't really believe that. Like you, like, I don't think you can cancel Dave Chappelle. I think that he has a built a large enough built-in fan base. It would take something very extreme for him to lose those. I don't think it's because he, tells it like it is about the trans folks. I don't think it's that. I think it's, he has a reputation he's built up over many, many years and people who've been with him the whole time kind of get at least where he's trying to come from. Um, and I, you know, I think he's out of touch. I think he's, he's, a, he's a rich guy, um, an older rich guy. So he's definitely out of touch on a few points. Mm -hmm. Um, he's not hungry anymore, so he's not writing like he's hungry. You're not going to you're never going to get the best set ever out of an old rich material like, you know, like Carlin gets thrown around as, as one of the legends of all time. And that's you know fair. I, I, I love George Carlin. Um, but like most of the stuff I grew up on of George Carlin, those 90s specials he was doing on HBO all the time. Um, that wasn't when I grew up and like actually started digging deeper. It wasn't that the 90s stuff was not his best stuff. No, but, no, no. He, he, he was when he was young and spry and hungry when he was hungry and he hadn't made it there yet. That was his best stuff. You know, I mean, Dave Chappelle, honestly, the, the special came off like he's an old rich guy who ran out of legitimate things to complain about. And that's that. I think that's fair. And I think that's I think a lot of people can, can at least get that point across. Well, my point of contention is, is that I don't think he committed some grave atrocity by telling jokes. I don't think. And this is this is the point that's going to get me in trouble. I don't believe words are violence. I do not believe words are violence. I will die on that hill. Now, I think words can be if you go fucking host. If Dave Chappelle was getting off of the comedy stage and then getting on a rally stage and speaking very clearly saying we got to get these trans people out of our out of this neighborhood, um, that's a different matter because that's not a comedy stage. Mm. Um, he is inciting people to action. Um, if someone hears a Dave Chappelle joke and then thinks in their brain that that's justifies any sort of violence. 
that is that person's deal. That person is not well, you know, but I don't, I just, it, to me, and you know, I had a different, I was going to go on a weird Tim Dillon style rant about how like, you know what we got to do? We have to, we have to throw Dave Chappelle in jail. We have to kill him. We have to kill him. Every breath of air that he breathes is taking air away from a trans individual. He is killing, actively killing trans people left and right, wantonly up and down the streets. Uh, I had nothing against a trans person and I heard a Dave Chappelle joke and I just punched one. I didn't even mean to do I didn't want to do it. I felt bad about it. I, I bought that person dinner because I felt horrible about what I had just done. I, it was Dave Chappelle. I heard the joke and my fist just went out. That, that, you know, I don't know. I don't fucking, you know, the thing is, is like, you can't cancel Dave Chappelle. He is too big. People were laughing at his jokes. They're going to keep laughing at his jokes. He is fine. He doesn't need the things that you can take away from him. Um, that's not to say that there is not an active effort to cancel Dave Chappelle. You mentioned uh, a little tinfoil hatness earlier, and I proposed this in the uh, our like private internal chat was that because Dave Chappelle is not owned by any, I mean, you could say he's owned by Netflix, but I always take that as uh, to be more of an independent contractor situation. Pretty much. I mean, he, you know, he had to get his right. He, they gave him his rights back yeah. to the show, but yeah, no, he pretty much, uh, or was, I think it was HBO who did that, but yeah, no, it, it, it was an independent contractor situation, but his, that contract's up. He doesn't, yeah. He's not under Netflix so, at all anymore. Yeah. Nobody owns him. And just, in the manner of which he left Comedy Central from doing the Chappelle show, he doesn't want to be owned. Like the whole, like, he saw the cancel culture coming down the tunnel. And that's what I take as part of the reason he left the Chappelle show is he's like, well, you know, I don't want to be owned by anybody. And if this comes out later on, they're not letting me do what I want to do. And if I'm going to get canceled even though that's a pretty new term uh, it's going to be on my own terms i also uh recently found out not to digress on this but just so it's out there but apparently some of the people watching the Chappelle show they were taking the jokes in a different manner than what he was trying to prevent the or present the jokes as and uh i don't know in what case necessarily but that was part of it but I don't know. He's kind of uncancelable and he's not owned by anybody. So I would take that to be incentive enough from quote unquote the man being Hollywood there to try and put something on him. It's like Hollywood the system. He's one of the few people that Hollywood the system can't control. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know that it's necessarily as much that as it's just the fact that yeah, he I mean Look at every, I mean, you, you look at pretty much every, like, there's this weird thing in new comedy that I don't get that where it's everyone who comes from that generation, all the 90s comics are now abhorrent, horrible human beings. And I mean, they went after Norm at one point. They, you know, yeah. they definitely went after Louis C.K. And that's a whole nother episode of, of worth of sh shit. Um, I mean, I think that 
I, you know, it, it sucks. I, I think he should get to come back at some point. I don't know when that is. I'm not saying it's now. I don't know. But uh, I don't think that was a permanent cancel kind of thing. Um, but that's my that's my opinion. I'm not out there trying to masturbate in front of women anyway. So it's not like I have no dog in that race. But I'm just saying, like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to be the Louis that we remember when he comes back. But who, who knows? You know, it's, my, my point is, is that. You know, and I've I've seen you know some of the same age range of this sort of new, like young millennial and and, and Gen Z and this type, like all throwing everyone under the bus. Like even Carl, like Carlin was a hack and blah 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 because he had, you know, he was an old comic. So you know, I, I imagine there were he had some takes that wouldn't be acceptable today. You know, but he was also just fucking kidding. Like mm-hmm. the thing that's the thing that gets me the most about this whole thing is that like you know. Well, Dave Chappelle denied that trans people are legitimate and that's, you know, been a f- causing trans erasure. Well, I, that's one way. That's one take. Sure. But also, like, you know, we've been talking about trans issues ongoing for the past like two days now. We wouldn't have been doing that without this special. You know, it do- that's what comedy is supposed to do. It's supposed to say, look, this is a messy topic that it's hard to talk about. Let's crack a few jokes, lighten everyone up and then have a serious discussion mm-hmm. about it later. Um, that's not to say that I think that, oh, Dave Chappelle is furthering the trans movement. I, I don't, I don't believe that. I'm just saying it's not trans erasure because it's definitely not doing that. That's kind of what I was going to going on about earlier, where I say like in a different time when you only had TV as your main source of getting information out to the masses. Yeah, that's a better argument. But now that there's the internet and there's so much room for representation in, in every possible lane. Um, you get to hear plenty of conflicting messages. You get to hear. That's why I don't think what Dave Chappelle is saying is as dangerous as say like blackface was back when it was going on, because I think that also came from a place of genuine malice, even though, yes, it was comedy at the time. It was malice um, where I don't feel like this is genuine malice per se. I think he has some views. I don't think he wants anyone to, to be hurt. I just think he things kind of like what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Things don't make sense to him the same way things don't make sense to me. The difference is, is I've accepted that some, that some things don't just don't get to make sense to me. It's not it's not it's not anyone else's responsibility to make sure that they make sense to, mm-hmm. to me. Whereas Dave is older and he's like, no, 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 that ain't right. Make it make sense. You know, that that's that's his fault. But it doesn't invalidate the fact that you know it, it's a fucking comedy show people lighten up you know you like if you want to co- if your if your take is it was a bad comedy set mm-hmm. that's a fair take you can yeah. you can have that take you can uh you can take that take you can uh share that take you can promote that take you can uh you're free to express that opinion in any regard, I mean, you're really free to express any stupid opinion. Not, I'm not saying that's a stupid one. I'm just saying, like, no matter what it is, you can express it. But like, I think that it's when it's it's the argument. Well, that's not comedy. That's where I get a little upset because it clearly is. He's on a stage. He's telling jokes. People are laughing. That's literally comedy. You just didn't like it. It was bad comedy to you, and it's, or it's like it's bad comedy. Period. That that argument. Like, no, it just. As if, as if there's some objective metric we can gauge what everyone thinks is funny. Like, no, sorry. And it may not, and you know what? And, and it may not be 
the best thing. I find most comedy is aggressive. Most comedy is picking on somebody. Almost every joke is pointing out someone else's folly. You know, like this is an example I give all the time when I talk about what comedy is and what comedy should be, blah, 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 blah. I think that some people like to interweave their comedy with philosophy. And I think that is a fool's game. I don't think it is a good idea because you get people who get bent out of shape. Cause that that's kind of what Chappelle does. He, he's a storyteller. He tries to really, yeah, my, my take is that uh, all comedy is kind of aggressive. All comedy, like they call it a punchline, you know, people talk about punching up, punching down, whatever. It's a punchline. You're still punching. You know, you're still you're still being aggressive. You're 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 looking at someone's you're you're laughing at someone's misfortune in some way. Every single joke, even the most tame ones. My the example I always give is some people like to be very philosophic with their comedy. They like to mix in philosophy. They like to make a have a greater point. Um, some people will just fall down also hilarious um usually with the greater point they're they're in a roundabout way looking you know who they're attacking in that point is people who don't you know subscribe to those ideas usually is is what that point is but with the falling down it's literally just you you're just you're falling down and everyone is laughing at your misfortune for falling down like and i think that's probably one of the first jokes that someone told us like hey look at this uh, and be like, ah, you know, um, you know, like I said, punched up, down, across, whatever. You're laughing at someone's misfortune. If, 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 if you could think of a joke that isn't pointed at someone, some kind of stereotype, some kind of, you know, other, some other. Um, even if that other is myself, even if that other is yourself, it's all. Everything is some kind of roast. And uh, I don't think anyone is protected from that. I think everyone, like, here's the thing. Um, I believe that trans people are human beings, right? Absolutely. That, but that doesn't exclude them from the bad parts of, of humanity. I think that most people probably suck. Most people probably suck. I don't have a lot of faith in the human race. I'm not saying that I think I'd like the things to get better. That's why I want everyone to be happy. I think, I think that a person who is not happy in their own skin is probably more inclined to be an asshole than a person who gets to live in the body that they prefer. Um, and so I want people who have the ability to do that, to, to get to do that. Um, but I think that I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. I still think there's probably a lot of trans assholes out there. Probably mm-hmm. people who suck really bad who happen to be trans. They don't suck because they're trans. They would have sucked no matter what. They just suck. And so I think those people are rife for ridicule. And and I think bringing up the fact that they're trans in that ridicule opens the discussion, like I said, and it makes us dissect i go well hey a minute why was that a fair punch you know and then it makes you think about next time is it a fair punch you know is an asshole gonna be upset about that and want to well i should get to fucking punch 
everybody I want, you know, of course, but they were always going to be that way. Dave Chappelle didn't make anyone who Dave Chappelle didn't make anyone want to punch a trans person who didn't already want to punch a trans person, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, the argument might be, well, he's reinforcing those people who want. Well, no, no, he's not. He's literally not. He's telling a fucking joke. That is what is he's doing. It's it it says comedy on the box. When you click play, it says comedy at the top of the screen. Holy shit, it shouldn't be this hard. Uh you again, you don't have to like it. You don't have to, you know, I don't know, fucking what am I trying to say? You don't have to like it. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to support it. You don't have to fucking put up with it. But I mean my you can't take that away though you can't that's my thing if you're if your objective is just to say well i don't like it i think it's bad and i'm putting that out there that's fair and i i, I respect that i think but if you're trying to say that well that sh- he shouldn't get to do that that's where that's where i mean I, we beg to differ because there's demand for it people paid money i mean they didn't Grant, I didn't click play on the Chappelle special. Go, Ooh, I wonder what he's going to say about trans people. It was just, I wonder what he's going to say next about anything. He just happened to go in that direction. I didn't know that's what I was signing. I mean, I should have known by now. My it's, Netflix wouldn't let me turn it on. What do you? I opened Netflix, started playing it, and then played in the subtitles like you're going to watch it, and just wouldn't let me. Yeah, and now you want to punch trans people. Yeah, yeah. that's that's horrible. Um, that's why we got it. We got to put, we got to put Dave in jail. We got to keep him locked away so that everyone can be safe from his violence, his violence that he does every day. That's, it's just the fucking most ridiculous take I've ever heard is that words are violent. No, I mean, okay. Words can be violence. Comedy is not though. Comedy is the opposite of violence. Even when you're fucking making fun of somebody, it is the opposite of violence. It's literally what you do instead of violence. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it, to me, it's just a sacred thing because here's the thing. Dave Chappelle, they can't cancel him, right? And he knows this. He knows he's fine. He's, he's going to be okay. I don't feel bad for Dave Chappelle getting shit on Twitter. Like, I'm not defending it. Like, hey, what I'm defending is a greater ideal. And the greater ideal is that the point of comedy is to make these difficult things easier to talk about. I'll tell you a secret about comedy that a lot of people may not realize. It's really fucking hard. No one is just funny. They just go over there and just be funny. You have to spend time writing jokes, crafting them, uh, working them out in clubs and, and getting the, the timing right and figuring out exactly the best way to tell it. It's a process and it is a hard process to go through. Um, and in order to be effective at speaking truth to power, saying things that might make people uncomfortable that need to be said, or just goofing off and saying awful shit for the sake of the shock of it, no matter what your point of view is, you need room to play around to be able to effectively do that and not be sloppy about it. And when you start talking about policing comedy and censoring comedy and, you know, making Dave Chappelle pay for what he said, you know, making punishing him for that. Um, it, it makes it harder to keep any comedy going. Mm. And, and th- this whole fucking take that will just don't do mean comedy. It's bullshit. I just explained why it's bullshit. All comedy is a little bit mean in some way. 
um, you're you can't sanitize it. It wouldn't it wouldn't be comedy if it was sanitized. It wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't be something people would want to watch mm -hmm. if it was. Well, you know, I went to the store today and I saw my friend and he was wearing a yellow shirt and, you know, he was supposed to be wearing a red shirt. Well, even by your example, look at Mr. Bean. This is a fairly it's a silent comedy. It's hilarious. It's a family comedy. There's not very much sexual comedy in it. But what is it? You're watching this weird Mr. Bean guy go through life and fuck up. You know, he paints his apartment in a weird way. He drives his car off the edge of a curb of like a retaining wall. And like, and by your example, which I agree with, you're laughing at Mr. Bean's misfortune of not knowing how to go through life as a human. That's literally what that show is about and why it's funny. He doesn't know what steak tartare is. So when he orders steak tartare and he doesn't understand why he got a raw piece of hamburger meat, he's dumb and doesn't know that. And it's funny. And then you get to watch him. Oh, I ordered something I don't want to eat. And even on that level, it's still laughing at someone's misfortune and punching down that this guy's at a restaurant he ordered something he didn't know what it was because he's too dumb and uncultured to actually know what this is. He's ordered it, and now he's got too much pride to send it back, so he's trying to hide it in every little orifice he can find around the restaurant. Like, Mr. Bean's pretty clean comedy, and even with that, it is still laughing at someone's misfortune. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm racking my brain right now. This isn't something I prepared. So I, I could have probably put more thought into it and maybe thought of some examples of jokes. Oh, I've got one. Um, why did the, oh no, even this one, even this one is a fucking punch. And I'll, I'll explain why, because this is also when I, when I'm kind of giving comedy advice to new people, I always bring up this joke because it was the first joke I ever heard. It's probably the first jerk joke. Most people ever hear. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know why I did it to get to the other side. You've probably heard that yeah. joke. That's like the oldest fucking joke. We didn't laugh because we've heard it so many times. That's what happens. But let's dissect that joke for a second. Okay. Just be charitable. Uh, so I'm asking you a question that I'm trying to think of how to word this. I'm asking a question um, you know, prompting that it's going to be an explanation of how, or, or well, why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? But you think there's going to be more to it, and then when you just when the answer is to get to the other side, that's a smart ass answer. Mm -hmm. That is a fuck you. Mm -hmm. That is what that is a middle finger. Why did the chicken get the road? Or why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? You stupid piece of shit. Mm -hmm. You know, in that joke, the aggressor, the aggressor is the person hearing the joke. You're saying you're fucking picking on them. That's even that joke. Even that joke is an aggression. If you want to remove aggression from comedy, you are neutering comedy. That is my take. I am sorry for fucking people who have, you know, less privilege than I do in this life. I get it. Not everyone was born with. Uh, the things that I've had. And I understand that. And I try to be sympathetic, but look, I can't help the fact that I have an actual sense of humor. I was born with it. I live with it every day. 
you know, and if you are one a humorless person who doesn't get humor, oh no, I, I think things are funny. I just don't like mean things. Yes, you do. You do like mean things. I just explained it. You just don't like what you don't want to think of yourself as human because that is what we are monsters. We are animals. We are not good people. Even trans people are not good people. That's why we all get in the fucking pit. We all deserve our time getting roasted and we should all laugh about it together. We should laugh about it together. I should be able to say like, oh, trans people are fucking weird, right? And trans people should laugh and say, yeah, but not as weird as your fucking man tits. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's that to me that that's how me and my friends would communicate. And that's fine and fun. I don't like and I get like the well, you know, there's a lot of people that want to kill trans people just for being trans. And I know that that's real. I'm not minimizing that at all. But I think that humor is how you get to a place where that's not the case anymore. I, that's that's my belief. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's religious. Maybe it's unfounded. Maybe maybe I don't think I'm not thinking things through. But I think I am. I feel I it feels right to me. It feels like hey, you know how we all feel good when we laugh together. Wouldn't that be great? You know. But it's just the fact that like ultimately some people. You know, I like getting roasted. I like giving roast, but also like getting roasted. And someone has a really good one that cuts me deep and actually like, oh shit, yet because to me that tells me that you know me. Mm. You pay attention. You know what my insecurities are because you cared enough to, to observe it. Mm. That's what that says to me. Um, and I think that not everyone's like that. Some people don't like roasts, you know. Um I could call out another comic who's a friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, who I was there for his very first roast and it was not fun for him because <laughs> he didn't know what he was getting into. Uh, he wasn't booked on it and showed up and was like, Oh, have I told you this story? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I'm going to call him out cause it's a funny story. Yeah. It, I'm curious who it is. This when he first started, he wasn't very good. He's hilarious now. So it's, it, that's what makes this story good. It's Matt Harris. Okay he's, okay. he's the person we're punching in this story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so his very first roast, it was a, it was uh the going out of town, the going away party for three local comics who are all moving to Colorado together. One of them is uh Alex Howard, who is my token trans friend that I use to prove I'm not transphobic, but literally I love fucking Alex to death. Um and uh <laughs> fucking um so it was this book show with people that were friends with these three people we were sending off and we were going to roast them and roast each other. And it was a good time. You know, uh, Matt new to the scene wants in on this action. So he shows up. <laughs> he just thinks it's like a show. Like I'm open mic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he shows up and goes, is it cool if I get on this? I have material. <laughs> well, a, that's not cool. And I'll tell you why that's not cool is because we didn't know he was going to be on it. So we didn't have material for him. Which means when we got up on stage, we were just going with what was immediately came to our heads. We, there was no thought or care into it. Will Foskey literally like so I watched him. He got up and did his roast set uh, like right before mine, I think. And I'll tell you this. I've been I've done a bunch of roasts. I've never watched someone bomb a roast before. He got up. None of his jokes landed. It went miserably. He went and sat in the back of the room. I did my set. I only made one joke at him and it was, it was just cause there was another comic named Matt who had just moved away. And I was like, I'm, I, I wish we still had the other Matt instead. <laughs> and that was, that was all, all I had to say. Uh, Will Foskey did his and then goes, uh, Matt Harris. I don't know you, man, but Jesus Christ, quit comedy and kill yourself. <laughs> 
uh, Matt got really upset about that. He did not have a good time at the roast. And that's the point. I'm the overall point I'm trying to make here. Some people don't enjoy that. And so I think that because of our sensitivity in society, these, some of these people have found a way to make themselves roast proof by saying, you're not allowed to make jokes about me. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to say that. Now, I think that's bullshit. I, I, this is another, hey, controversial take. I'm a couple drinks in. Let's say it. There is no topic that is off limits in comedy. I don't give mm -hmm. a fuck what it is. I know the few that you're not supposed to do. And what I'll say is this is, yes, there are some ones you have to be a lot more delicate with. There's some, there's some that you have to be a lot smarter to pull off. I'm not, I'm not saying that every joke is on equal footing and it's all like you have to, you have to know the crowd. You have to work your crowd. You have to, you know, play into what they're expecting uh, sort of, and you want to pull that out from under them. That's what another thing that humor is, is surprise. That's part of what the, where the meanness comes from is it's surprise that you're that, that, Oh shit, you were just a dick, you know, like that's part of it. But I think that you fucking, I was on a tear and I just derailed myself. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's fucking comedy people. It's sacred. You can't fuck with it. If you try to fuck with it, you're the bad guy and I will stand, I will die on this fucking hill. I don't care who you're trying to protect doing it. Uh, comedy has to be upheld. It is a vital part of humanity. You can say, well, I like comedy. I just like safe comedy. No, you don't. I just explained it. Anyway. That <sighs> was a, it was a bit of a tear. I knew I was going to do that, but no, I'm with you, man. I'm here riding shotgun. Like I'm literally with you, but like I hundred percent, I'm with you on this. I'm not a comic, but like it's uh we were talking about this a little bit before the show and I grew up, I was a small kid, like didn't hit puberty until 14 or 15, got picked on a real fair amount. And yeah, it, it fucking hurt. There was uh, more than a handful of times where I came home from school in tears. But eventually, I don't know, you something clicks a switch like when you're in that position. And, and I'm not saying I didn't even have bad bullies like I didn't get physically beat up. I had people say mean shit to me day in, day out through middle and high school. And like very rarely did it come to a physical anything. There were ne there was never a fight. I got in one fight. And it wasn't, it was me intervening in another fight. It wasn't even a fight that was centered around me. Um, so there was no like, hey, you, you fucking, we're going to beat you up. There was never any of that. It was just asshole kids that are bigger than me saying just mean shit to another kid that they knew they could get away with it. Yeah, it hurt my feelings. But after a while, a switch gets flipped. And it goes from like, after you hear enough bad shit of, okay, that's not even clever, dude. I heard that three years ago. Like, and to that point, that is that same muscle that comes in of like, hey, Lil Wayne, why don't you put out a new album? Why don't you, you know, Kanye, you're, you know, or Kings of Leon, your last album sounded like the first, you know, <laughs> which is good or bad, depending on your point of view of Kings of Leon. But, uh. I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is like it just caused me to develop a thick skin where it's like if you know how to dig me deep and say something that like I appreciate the cleverness 
whether it hurts my feelings or not, I appreciate the cleverness, which may be my own psychological misgivings of just being raised like that and being picked on. But that's one of the things that drew me to comedy is that that's a whole herd of people who were in that exact same boat of like, no, we've heard all the worst shit that could be said to us. And if not, we've said it to ourselves. So here, let's laugh together. And when you start trying to cripple that, like, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm a couple drinks in too, but I'm agreeing with you. I'm with you, man. And uh, back to what I was saying about being picked on is like me knowing how I was picked on, some of the things that were said to me. And it toughened my skin up. It just really makes me wonder. And it kind of, it would confuse my past self if I were to go back into time and tell my younger self, like he's sobbing, waiting for his mom to pick him up from school. She'd be like, hey man, uh, in like 20 years, you're going to defend these assholes' rights to say this shitty stuff to you. And it just, uh, yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. It's something, it's weird. Like, did people not get picked on enough? I don't know what the deal is. I'm not saying people should be picked on. I'm not advocating bullying, but it just, it toughened my skin up and I just don't know where people's like backbone in that area is anymore. Yeah. I mean, that I'm not saying that bullying is good, but I mean, I think it's inevitable. I think you're never going to fully eradicate the concept yeah. of bullying in some regard. It may, I mean, like I, I want to see, I mean, I would want to see, my 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 attitude is that hopefully uh it goes away at a certain age i don't think that adults should be fucking bullying each other by any stretch i mean they do it happens um but i think it with kids it makes more sense because they're still figuring out social dynamics and so like that's a clumsy thing that people should understand that like hey early on might makes right because you know why the fuck not but then like later on you should realize that like that you know maybe not so, I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't. The thing is, is like also, and this is an important distinction to make. And I think when I don't regret my bullying. If that's any consolation, like, yeah, it was shitty in the moment when I was younger, hurt my feelings more than a handful of times. I don't know. I just feel this is important to say is like as somebody who was, I feel I was bullied pretty severely and uh, I don't regret it. Like. I, I don't hold that as something like this chip in my soul, shoulder or anything like, no, it toughened me up. I never got physically hurt. And uh, it taught me to like how to work with my brain and my mouth a little bit. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I just think that that's like, you can't say that that's, that should be like a typical experience. I don't think that. No, I'm not saying that at all. Like I got bullied some, I, it wasn't bad, but there, you know, when it, when it was, it was pretty physical. Like, I'm, I'm I got, just saying people talk shit. Yeah. I got physically bullied uh, some, not much, but when it happened, it was, it was bad. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was not like my, my whole life. Now my whole life, I was a fucking nerd. So I got picked on for that, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like physical. I didn't get beat up for being a nerd. And except for, like I said, uh, I think my seventh grade year is kind of when that went on. And then I challenged the dude to a fight and we, we fought sort of, we met behind a, a you know, a place close to the school and we started to fight. And then we both were like, I don't want to fucking fight. And he's like, I, or that's what he said. I was like, I don't really want to either. He's like, all right, well, will you stop fucking with me? He's like, yeah. And, and <laughs> we were fine after that. That's so diplomatic. 
Well, I mean, it wasn't at first. I was like, man, I'm sick of you fucking. You just walk up to me and put me in fucking headlocks and shove me down yeah. like every day. He was this short guy, too. Yeah. Fucking short guy. It was a short guy syndrome, I guess. But he would, I'm picking on short guys now. But yeah, they picked on me first. <laughs> he came. He came. He would put me in headlocks and shove me down for no reason. Like, I never did anything. Dude, to no him. joke. One of my bullies was a short guy. He was shorter than me. And I was and I was small because like I don't I don't know why I just didn't hit puberty until later. But yeah, this dude was shorter than me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey man, you want to go fight about it? And he goes, yeah. Meet me after school at the behind the, the the KFC. And so we went behind the KFC and we I think like threw a couple punches and kicks maybe. I think mean, it was it wasn't like a good. We weren't fighters. We were kids. Mm. And uh, he just goes, man, I don't really want to fight you. I'm like, all right, well then let's let's just stop all the bullshit then. And he did. Um, I want his respect. And I just think he just was like, nope, if I keep this up, I'm going to. I think what really he realized was that, oh, shit, I'm short and he's a bigger, mm. stronger guy than me. Yeah. <laughs> he just hasn't ever fought back before. And now this is this is not going to go my way. But, you know, <sighs> it was diplomatic, though. That was good. What the real question, though, like you got to ask yourself, like. Was it finger? Licking? Well, I mean, I mean, being behind the KFC. I mean, I'm not. The thing is, is I, had I don't. To, I had to, man. I just don't get it because, like, you know, at that point, we didn't even know who Dave Chappelle was, and I'm not trans, so I don't see what. Ha- no, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> you know, it, all I'm saying, guys, and this is, I guess, the big takeaway with this episode. I had other things on the list, and this, I just knew, like, when I started organizing my thoughts, I'm like, this is going to dominate this whole episode. So uh, I, I hope that next time I can get on to, to happier topics. Like, I don't. You know, and I don't want to minimize struggle or anything like that. But, you know, my point from the beginning stands. I still only want good things for people who generally don't aren't shitty to me. You know, that's that's the caveat I'll add. I don't want I said earlier, I want everyone to be happy. I don't want everyone to be happy. I don't want my enemies to prosper. But Mm. trans people aren't automatically my enemies. If they cross me. If one crosses me, it's it for all. I'm just kidding. Uh, If. No, if if one person trans person crosses me, I guess I can't do shit. Is kind of what I I feel like is kind of like, and it's and I know that's not what anyone is trying to say, but that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, and I'm not saying like this whole like that they're a protected class or they have power over me or anything like that, but within a certain group of people, absolutely they have uh sway and that's kind of what they say goes and you're not allowed to to make certain jokes and you're not allowed to um you know do things because there is a belief that words are harm and there's a correlation between words and harm. There I mean show me a fucking study because I don't believe it's out there. Uh I've I've look, I've Google searched for it. I haven't found an actual I think it's just Twitter rhetoric and you people take it too fucking seriously. That's mm. honestly what I think it is. I think maybe Maybe don't be, you know, maybe grow a little bit of thicker skin. I mean, like, look, there's, again, real abuse and real torment and real things aren't fucking jokes. And you shouldn't have to put up with that. But, like, Dave Chappelle is not your fucking boogeyman. Yeah. That's my that's my fucking take on it. He's not your fucking boogeyman. You don't have to like him, but you sh- absolutely shouldn't be afraid of him. And... You know, let him do his specials. The people who want to watch him are going to watch him. I'll probably watch the next one. I want to know what the fuck he's going to say. That's it. But that's also another point. Most of the takes I'm I'm reading, 
I can tell they didn't watch the special because of yeah. the way they were they were talking about like this is what his it's gonna be from now on. It's like this isn't this is his last special for a while, and in the special says he's not doing this topic again. Mm-hmm. So if he goes back on that, then then he's a fucking hypocrite, you know, fuck him. <laughs> that's that's the line for me is really being a hypocrite. Well, that's <laughs> that's what I was getting at at the start of when we first started recording here, when I said that like what pisses me off is people that haven't even watched the special and it's like, and it, it gets back. Here's a little in inside podcasting here for me. Is So like when I'm putting together show notes and stuff for like brew chat, there's generally one story in there that like, I may or may not give a fuck about it. Doesn't even matter what the story is, but I know that's a trending story. And because of that, that's going to pull in well, an that, audience that's not going to connect. And and I'm explaining this to your audience, not you necessarily. Right. I, I know you well, I mean, understand I, how podcasting works. But it's it's like what I was saying earlier about like why well, I think like it's probably calculated on his part to a degree. Yeah. And uh, so it's like with with just what I'm saying of how I manage brew chat, and I I'm not trying to toot my own horn when I say this, but like I try to be super fair. I have a lot of integrity. I don't like to not get things I'm not earned. It just, it bothers me on a fundamental level to not be fair. And that's even hurt me in life because life is not fair. But no, my, my, my thing, and and again, my whole point is I, I don't, I don't want, I don't think that I don't, you know, I hate the fact that I, the fact that I, I watched a Dave Chappelle special and was immediately appalled, that's now an indictment on my character. And that, that's fucking shitty and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't think that's fair because I, I don't think it was just a, it, it wasn't a fucking trans hate fest. Like, you know, like, you know, I've, I've seen just to kind of I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I've saw a list of like the things that he did wrong, like saying he was a turf. I'm not 100 percent that he knows what he's saying. I don't think he fully grasps it. I mean, he, he does spell it out. He does say um, he does say what it stands for, but I don't know that he's really put what that actually, I mean, he, he does elaborate, I guess, I guess maybe that's not a fair um, defense because I do, I do think, yeah, he's like, he was kind of saying it from their perspective. Like, no, women want to feel like women and they don't want to have to fucking, uh, you know, they feel like men are just jumped on the train late, you know, who are trans mm-hmm. and like, uh, you know, that's that's I think that's a sloppy take. I mean, mm. it just is. I, you know, again, I don't think this fucking I don't, it wasn't a perfect set. It wasn't a greatest of all time set. So I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to defend that aspect of it. Um, yet he had some sloppy takes on it for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I think based on the things I've already said, it should be obvious. I don't just sit there and watch a special. And go, Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. He did make some points. Uh, I don't think I have time to really get into like the finer nuances of the things I did agree with. Um, But it's not in any way like things that are harmful to anybody. I'm not like trying to limit anyone's human experience. I I want everyone to have the fullest human experience they possibly can. And I don't think that that's mutually exclusive with being a Dave Chappelle fan. Mm -hmm. Because there were parts I laughed at. There were parts I, I laughed at the space Jews joke. And that was that was kind of a bad joke. It was kind of a, a, yeah. a 
It was kind of a dumb joke. That's what was funny about it to me. It was mm-hmm. the fact that like, same dude, same. that's a fucking stupid joke. And he yeah. fucking said it on a fucking special. Holy yeah. shit. That as a con, that's probably like a comics joke. I imagine is what he's going for with that. Cause it didn't tie into anything else. And it didn't, I just thought it was just a fucking thing, but, uh, <laughs> um, no, and uh, it's the kind of joke I would write, honestly. It just uh, maybe we're getting past the point of where, because I feel like for stand up, and I'm not a stand up comedian. I'm just a guy that's like, I understand the art form, super appreciate the art form, follow it, and uh, yeah, that's me. Um. Maybe we're approaching the event horizon of an era where specials aren't specials, so to speak. Like, for the longest time, the special has been this kind of pinnacle little diamond floating off in the distance for a comedian to have, but it's easier to produce one. Oh, for sure. No, I I definitely think. Yeah. Like, I mean, you look at, like, you know, I think... uh Mark Norman sort of got the ball rolling with his YouTube special. And then now you're seeing more and more of those pop up. Like mm-hmm. the Tony Hinchcliffe one is a little weird. It's not really a produced special, but it was still him performing an hour. So, you know, it's effective and it's hilarious. And uh, like they're the Shane Gillis one. And also these are all people except maybe Mark Norman, but you got Shane Gillis, Tony Hinchcliffe, other canceled comedians who are doing fine. Like there's some merit in the, in the, the whole cancel culture doesn't really exist thing. Uh, it, it, it does and it doesn't like Shane Gillis was absolutely canceled from SNL. He just wasn't canceled from other avenues of comedy because there's always people who see, see through the bullshit and understand that he doesn't hate Asian people just because he made an, a tasteless joke. That's kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, where it's like we need that freedom. We need that freedom to to. We need the freedom to take risks because par- a risk isn't a risk if you can't fuck it up. You know what I mean? Now, granted, a special should be a little less risky because it's it's your rehearsed material that you know lands. But I mean, like I said, his material was landing. People were laughing for most of it. Uh, well, and Chappelle's always been a provocateur. Like you, you mentioned it earlier, but if you, I recently rewatched it because I love it. Which, to be honest, we were talking about this a little bit before the show. Um. The initial run of Chappelle's show, I was in like 10th or 11th grade. I was offended by it. I was raised in rural America. I didn't quite understand the nuances that the Chappelle show was trying to get at and highlight and make jokes about. And not in a racist way, but I just, uh, and maybe it was a racist way in me not trying to be racist about it, but I just, I didn't like this. Chappelle show on its first run I rediscovered it in college once I knew a little bit more about life and society and thought it was genius and loved it ever since so I rewatched it recently maybe like six months ago and it's still it is hilarious it's great but it is just as provocative as these specials like he's still yeah, he always, Dude, dude's not changed. He's a storyteller first yeah, he, and uses comedy as a tool. And he's telling stories, whether that's in a visual medium or not. And it's a provocative story. And he has to tell that story to get the laugh. Right. And, and, and on a long enough timeline, the same way, like you kind of have to watch a whole special 
to kind of get the point that he's trying to bring home, which is like, like earlier he said, you know, he said, I'm team turf. And I, he admitted to being a transphobe. He didn't call himself a transphobe out of pride. That was an admission of a fault. Like, I don't see how anyone got anything else. that. he was admitting here's, here's a way that here's one of the ways that I'm broken. It's kind of the way I took that. I mean, yeah, he was being kind of arrogant. You have to be arrogant and confident if it's your fucking special. But like, I think the story at the end was to nail home that he, by him being transphobic and yes, dead naming, but like, he's an old guy. It's not, it's not as easy for him to, to slip into that. My, like I struggle with it. My, my friend, Alex, who I mentioned uh, before, uh, the, one of the ones who moved uh, to, to Colorado transitioned, um, began the transition before the move and then afterwards com- not completed but went, progressed further along in the transition mm-hmm. um and he now uh identifies as she i kept the name alex because it works both ways um he's like yeah i looked out on that <laughs> but i still will slip up and call him he because all of my memories of him as my friend were of him as a him we've hung out a few times with her as a she and it's it still feels weird to me i i accept it and i I, i'm fine with it but but she also understands that i'm trying and it's it's coming from a place of good faith she understands that i'm not actively doing it whereas like if i was you know 20 30 years older i probably would have a much harder time with it because it is it's weirder at that point like trans people are less weird to me Mm -hmm as a 38 year old than they are to like a 58 year old. Whereas if you know, an 18 year old probably don't, doesn't think trans people are weird at all. They, their whole life, they've probably been somewhat exposed to and surrounded by these, by, by people like this, uh, with definitely a more sympathetic bent in the way that they're represented. And I think that like, I mean, Dave Chappelle is an old guy. He's going to die soon. And and a lot of his fucking ideas are going to go with him. And, and if you know if you were just to write him off as like a fucking silly old man that would be i think the best take because he's literally a comedian mm-hmm. he's literally an out of touch rich old guy he is a silly old man mm-hmm. and if you don't like it you can go what what a fucking silly old guy but the, the outrage the actual outrage is what kind of p- puts me off because like i said it makes me as as a as a less established comic just a little bit less established than Dave Chappelle. Uh, it makes me wonder what risks I shouldn't take now. Mm-hmm. And that means I'm never going to actually speak any real truth. I mean, that's not true. I'm definitely going to fucking take risks all the time and hopefully find some truth in there somewhere. I'm honestly less concerned with finding truth and more just making people giggle because they didn't expect me to say the, the fucking naughty thing. That's really what, what my whole angle is. Um, but, uh, you know, I might stumble onto something great in there, but I'm not going to stumble onto something great by doing like fucking clean sets. Mm-hmm. It takes a, I mean, you know, one of, one of the best fucking smartest, I, I, I call him under, he's not underrated by any stretch, but within the comics community, he doesn't get brought up a lot because he didn't really come from the stand up world. He kind of got thrust into it pretty quickly and got success really quickly, but it, all of it's earned because he's fucking brilliant. And that's uh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney, um, he, I think he did. He was he started as like a writer, and, a, and he was a comedy writer. And then 
I think he was already writing at SNL when like, I think, I think it was Dave Birbiglia or Mike Birbiglia. I think it's Mike. Birbiglia. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Mike Birbiglia. Shit. He's also brilliant, but uh, he, I think he took uh, Mulaney out on his first ever stand up tour. Like that's pretty huge out of the gate, you know? Mm. Uh, but he's a fucking brilliant guy, but also his set isn't clean. He doesn't, his set isn't wholesome. You know, like I, I don't, he, he has kind of a very, you know, polished look. He wears a suit and he's, you know, very like, seems like a guy who you'd see on like TV late night and stuff, but he's very, he's very dirty in his set. And like, yeah. that's the, that's the thing. Even that is still aggressive at something and someone, you know? So I, that that's, I don't know. I, we're, I know we're getting close to time, so I'm just trying to like kind of sum everything up. Um, it's okay to not like Dave Chappelle. It's okay to, not want to support it, but like fucking in general, just everyone should lighten up. Everyone should fucking lighten up. That's the point of comedy. If you don't like it, find another joke, forget about the bad joke and find it, find one that does make you laugh and throw the bad one in the garbage. Don't sit and dwell on how bad it was. Don't fucking make some greater point about like, Oh, we got to fucking get rid of comedy like this. No, fuck you. You don't get to determine that. I'm sorry. I love you all, but God damn it, eat your vegetables on this one. You don't want to. They're not. They don't taste good, but they're good for you. Sticks and stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, yes, yeah. The which that was one of his specials, right? I think so. Yeah. And yeah. It was, it was I, didn't, like, I didn't mean to make that pun. It's just like it was the one yeah. right after he first started doing like a lot of trans material, and then like that's when there was a lot of outrage, and so his take was sticks and stones, but. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and, and, and yeah, it's fair to say he's a he got a little obsessed there for a while. But like, I mean, you know, there's never been a time where you would say something and then, you know, you would get to see how many people were actively trying to say you don't get to have a career anymore. And they didn't, there's no way they were ever going to pull that off. But it's still it's got to it's got to affect you when you're, you know, that's when you when you log on to the internet and you can see like an, an actual mob of people going back to you, you know, like you're like, well, fuck. Okay. But I don't know. That's, you know, I don't give a shit if you like Dave Chappelle or not, just stay away from my comedy. God damn it. <laughs> stay away from the art of comedy. Like go sit in a chair, shut up. Especially if like, if you're, if you're a fucking marginalized person, you probably don't need to sit in a chair and shut up. You can keep talking. If you're a white guy, Andrew, <laughs> go sit in a chair. Come on. Read a Tom Clancy novel. <laughs> all right. That's my that's my whole. That's all I got. <laughs> that's my time. <laughs>